What is happening, everybody? You are now tuned in to episode 74 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. I'm Matt, here. What's going on? I'm Matt Deitch. You're Scott Sturman. Yeah, hey, Matt Deitch. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Not too bad. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You're you a like lot uglier fish? in person. Oh, I am. That's why we do a podcast. <laughs> you like to fish? That's yep. why I do all yep. those photoshops. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> Try to right. make myself look halfway decent. Yeah, if you guys aren't following us on Facebook, uh, we need to start up a contest where uh, everybody who's out there that, that listens needs to photoshop our heads on a funny picture and send it in. I don't know if we want that because we could I'd probably do. get some inappropriate ones. Well, you know, you got to keep it PG-13. Yeah, yeah. Some of our, I don't know, some of our friends at least, I don't know if they know, understand what PG-13 is. I'm going to get the ball rolling on that. That is something that is going to be coming down the pipe. We're going to start uh, a face swap contest. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what we're going to do it. We're going to do it. That's the I end of that. Jim Gerard might go a little wild with it. Jim he's pretty, Gerard. He's pretty good at the Photoshop stuff. So, Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe he could actually put a, oh, put a fish in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I had that. I had that the other day. Logan Lyon and Nick Clatt. They they send me. They comment on my uh, walleye picture, and they're just like, "Oh, with all your photoshopping all the time, I don't know which to, what to believe with your what's actually w- real." real. <laughs> it's like yeah, that is kind of true. I was like, I better be careful with that. Right. Stuff. I've been living in the land of make believe. <laughs> hey, I, I I can make myself be awesome all the time. Then that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I I need to I need to swap a a big like thirty inch walleye into my hands and maybe a well, ten did, inch largey and you did it one of our first times we really did the Photoshop thing. You did it with that catfish, that big catfish, that huge April, catfish, April Fools. Like uh, the Not first year, year that we last year. yeah we started like in November December. I think it's like some Amazon catfish. I had all kinds of people coming up and asking me where did you guys catch that catfish? It's like well first of all it's there's ice on the lakes right now. Right, I, I wrote to him that I, I wrote on there that we went to Oklahoma or something. Right. Like that. Went for a long weekend down to Oklahoma and caught that catfish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we had we had people talking. That's good. Oh That's yeah, good. We need people talking. We got to like keep that. people guessing. That's right. Uh, big rise in fishing uh, in fishing license sales, Matt. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've uh, if you've seen it, but uh, it's kind of all over. Uh, you know how much better this pandemic has made fishing license uh, fishing license sales. Uh, a lot more people getting out and doing their social distancing on a lake and on a river. We've talked about it here before, but uh, I've got some numbers for you. Got some numbers. I've got some numbers here for you. Uh-oh. And I told you, I'm not a numbers guy. You're not a numbers guy, and th- no. I'm hoping that you're not, because I've got a bet with you. I'm actually going to move my notebook over to Ooh, the other side of the table. A bet. I've got a bet for you. Is that legal right now? This isn't considered a casino yeah. right now. Yeah, we're not going to get busted. It's darling. not for money. It's okay. not for money. So then I, the, the, the government can't tax a bait. <laughs> they can't do it. So what I got here, sitting on the table in between us, as, as you've looked at, I've got a... Uh, uh, it's like a Ned head with a, uh, Skirt. with a three and a half inch, uh, Ned worm, Ned worm on it. Uh, custom built by a guy out of Pennsylvania. Ooh. Kind of got a, a green pumpkin mixed with, uh, some orange, uh, I call that orange craw, orange craw. I love yeah. that. Uh, for those of you guys that are listening, well, everybody who's, who's everybody's uh, listening. Yeah. Right everyone's now. listening. No <laughs> one's actually seeing this. Maybe it will, uh, post a picture of it. We'll post a picture of it here at the end of the, uh, when we post this episode, uh, whoever wins it, 
But yeah, no, we got that. It's got a Medusa skirt on it. And then I got this here custom football jig that you said kind of looked like a perch. It's, it's a perch a, color, yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet, sweet football head jig. And uh, I bought that. What size is it? Three-eighths. 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 You better I be got, able to know what size yep. that is. Eight. Don't be freaking questioning me with numbers. I might, I might fudge the numbers if it's not like it's a, from It's from somebody who lives on the shores of Kentucky Lake. Oh, my. That, this is a whole other story Jeez. in itself here pretty We're soon. We're coming from the shores of Kentucky Lake, from Kentucky. Pennsylvania. That's right. And and this other one here. Uh, this straight-up Appalachian Trail here. That, gonna, ding, that ding, ding, custom crankbait up there. That custom <laughs> crankbait up there. I think that one came Tennessee, from like. probably. It might have been something Tennessee Alabama. or Arkansas. I think it's Arkansas. 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 Man, I just like. I've You're been, all over the place. I, I've got a, like I said, I've got a story about this pretty soon. I got onto this Facebook page, and if this doesn't cause a divorce, I won't get a divorce. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is addicting. <laughs> but anyways, I got a question for you here, Matt. And on the line is those two jigs that uh, we just talked about. And uh, I want to know if you can get within... We're going to say 100,000, 100,000. If you can get in within 100,000 of how many fishing licenses were sold last year in the state of Minnesota, you win those two jigs. How many fishing licenses were sold in the state of Minnesota last year, 2019? Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's see here. The state of Minnesota. 2019 i'm gonna throw a number out there and people are it's gonna sound stupid and ridiculous because i don't know if it's gonna be higher if it's gonna be low i'm gonna say oh 87,000. 87,000? yeah you were off well i figured that you were off a lot by over one million. By over one million. I I, I, had no I wanted to say that I, no I wanted clue. to say in the millions, but I thought, man, am I going to be ridiculous if I say in the millions? But then you think about, you start thinking about the population of it because I don't know what the population of Minnesota is, and uh, yeah, this was so. mind blowing to me. I would have been right. I would have been right in there with you. So don't feel bad. Last year in the state of Minnesota, one million. 100,256 people bought fishing licenses in the state of Minnesota. And that is according to the Bemidji Pioneer. Wow. Which is basically the most reliable newspaper in the state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. It's from Bemidji. It's got to, I mean, it's got to be true. They they don't fudge the numbers. I could not believe that. That's a, yeah. I was, I wanted to say around. One million. I wanted to say around it. A million jumped in my head, but I was just like, "No, nah, that's got to be ridiculously high." But that's now, why now I, I'm thinking about it. That's why I said it at a hundred thousand, because I thought, you know what? If Matt comes out here and says a million, it was one million. Yeah, you would have. You would have. I would have still got you by two hundred and fifty-six. <laughs> one, wow. One point one million, and according to the Bemidji Pioneer, in between or in the last twenty years, it's been in between one point one and one point two million people every single year for the past 20 years that's cool that's it's pretty amazing and you know i'm sure a lot of them are out of staters or whatever you know coming up for uh vacation but uh according to the bemidji pioneer on the monday before opener so just a couple weeks ago uh their license sales compared to last year are up 60 percent 
Is it? See, I thought I I had heard somewhere that it was forty percent. Maybe that's for a different state, but sixty percent. I I believe it. Up sixty percent last year, at uh. Well, no, up up until that Monday of opener, they've sold one hundred and fifty six thousand fishing licenses. Okay. And uh, so yeah, they're up. Uh, they're up sixty percent. I. Well, I did. I saw last year at the Monday before opener, they were at 95,000 fishing licenses. And obviously once, you know, June, July, August hits, everyone goes up there for vacations and, you know, it, they really see the spike, I'm sure. Right. But uh, yeah, that, that, that was really amazing. You said something about 40%. That was in the state right to the west of them, North Dakota, up 40%, according to the Dickinson Press, which is the most reliable newspaper in the sta- right. state of North Dakota. Everyone knows that. Right, and the next, next after them is Theo Tolliver. He's the next reliable source in he North is. Dakota. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so. I, I actually got a feeling that the Dickinson Press gets their information from right. Theo I'm surprised Tolliver. he doesn't write like an outdoor section for... He might. We never know. I'll never know. <laughs> and then we come down to the Mason City Daily Globe. Nope. Mason City Globe Gazette in Iowa. And uh, guess how many fishing... Uh, here's another one. I'll give, you, I'll give you a double or nothing that you can win these jigs back. How many fishing licenses... Don't, don't get stuck on your 1.2 million. I'm trying to give you these jigs here. <laughs> I'm starting how to figure ma- that out. How many... How many... Uh, Fishing licenses got stolen, sold, stole, <laughs> sold in the state of Iowa last year, 2019. Last year, um, two hundred and twenty-three thousand. Two hundred and twenty-three thousand, hundred and forty-eight thousand, six hundred and thirty-five. All right, well, I was way. Uh, that is, I mean. That the, is pretty crazy compared to Minnesota. That gets right. one million more licenses sold. Yeah. Holy moly! But in Iowa. So far in 2020, we are up to 193,144 licenses sold. Wow. So that's so we're more than Minnesota right now. Or what was Minnesota's number up? What in the world that that cannot be right. 156 When does Minnesota change their licenses? February 28th. So that's what the deal is. Yeah. So they're at 156 we're at 193, but there's probably a lot. We're beating you know, them. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're beating them bad. Yeah, it's like we're the beating Hawkeyes them bad, the, It's Minnesota. like the Hawkeyes and the Gophers. Yeah. That's what it is. It's basically <laughs> the exact same thing. We're beating them bad. We beat we them beat in football. Them. We're beating them in fishing. We're going to beat We're Watch out, guys, because the second we get a hockey team, you guys are going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all the Minnesota listeners just logged off. <laughs> Unsubscribed. Yep. <again. laughs> those, those people suck. <laughs> But, no, yeah, that's. I mean, it's awesome to hear that the numbers are like that. Yeah, I think so. What do you? Uh, what do you? What do you suppose that the reason why the numbers are back up? Well, so, I think or back up or not back up, but just higher than what they've been. Well, I here here's what I think. I think uh, what what we dealt with uh, with you know a lot of people being off work with a lot of people uh, you know being at home uh, you know kind of going stir crazy in the house. And when people realize, wow, fishing licenses aren't really all that expensive, I think people were like, you know what, I'll go pay that 20-some bucks and, and right. you know, go and take the kids down to the river and drown some worms and whatever. But you were outside. You were doing something. I, I got a feeling that the licenses that, I, I bet you first-time fishing license buyers 
or you know people that aren't habitual buyers every single year i bet you that is where it is just absolutely skyrocket well it's got to be right i guess when you really sit sit down and think about it that's where they've got to come from but I, yeah that's what i think it is i think a lot more people just got out there and and started fishing you know had some old fishing poles in the garage and was like hey you know Let's go do this. Right. Because, yeah, if, for a lot of states, besides like Michigan, who shut it down and everything like that, it was, well, they didn't shut fishing down, but you just couldn't have motorized boats out on some of the lakes. Uh, but guaranteed to not spread the COVID if you right. don't have motorized, motorized boat. boat. Yeah. It's, it's never spread in a kayak. <laughs> so it, it seems like, you know, it was like the one thing you could kind of do. Like, right. People are like, well, you could still go do this and, you know, most people, you can't go do that. So they're just like, well, we can go fish. So let's let's go into it. You know, like you said, most people might have an old pole, rod and reel sitting in the garage. And you know what? Let's go down the river. I'd like to see, like, what the numbers are for, like, 16-plus-year-olds, like that 16- to 18-year-old range. How many of those, like, high school-age kids that have to buy a license, what those numbers did. Because my guess is that it went up a oh, lot. Yeah. I bet you that's a lot of the, the buyer's that normally don't buy either because these kids their schedule you know now there's time for this stuff now there right. is time to go yeah. fishing there yeah. is time to go out and enjoy outdoor activities it seems like i saw a lot more like youth turkey hunters out this year and doing that stuff because like you said a correlation with their parents or you know a relative that didn't have to go to work and had time to do that stuff they could take them so well even you know even if the parents are still going to work you don't have the church activity. Well, you that's know, what and, I mean. You and, don't. And you by don't. no means am I saying, "Oh, golly, great to not have church activities." But you just you didn't have the Wednesday night youth group. Right. You didn't have the Sunday school. You couldn't even go to church on Sunday. So, I mean, you could go out there and get fishing or hunting. Right. It's, you you saw that turn back to kind of what I was used to growing up, where um, my parent my my schedule was scheduled around my parents' right. schedule. Now it seems like the parents schedule their stuff around their kids' stuff because their kids are involved with just numerous things, which is, like you said, which is a great thing. But also sometimes you you forget some of the other stuff that, you know, the fishing and the outdoor stuff, you kind of take that for granted. So. Right, right. But one problem that this has kind of caused is a tackle shortage. A right. tackle shortage. Yeah, I've seen that at a few places where they can't get the supplies in, and I'm sure that's due to shipping things and right, places right. from the factory. Like, the factory isn't, you know, producing the stuff right now because they were on a shutdown, but yeah. They were on a shutdown, or or a lot of, you know, let's face it, guys, uh, probably 90% of all fishing tackle and, and, you know, rods, reels, tackle boxes, you know, whatever, comes from China. Right, right. That's and, right. And, you know, I mean, when you... When you shut that out of the out of the equation, that's that's just what's going to happen. And and uh, yeah, whatever. I, I can you personally say that you have seen a uh what what am I look have have you have you been to a bait shop have you have you been to a bait shop here in the last uh, month or two? No, no, I have not. I okay. haven't been to a tackle store. I bought some stuff online, but well, I haven't online. Have have you? Have you noticed that more things are out of, out of stock? stock? Yep. I have too. Yep. I uh, I actually, I was on Omnia fishing a while back and uh, I don't remember what I was even dicking around looking at, but uh, I, I noticed like on three separate things, like 
the not not necessarily all of it, but the sizes that I wanted yep. was out of stock, and it was like, well, what the flip? But yep. and yeah, I, did, I didn't even think about it at the time, but that's what it was. Right. I was at Shields here a week ago or something like that up in Sioux Falls, and uh, I just went to go and get regular leadhead jigs. Like I wanted to buy the bulk cheap ones for down at the river here. Out. I, I mean, we are talking way out. Right. Like yeah. I mean, the shelves were freaking cleared. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't. I didn't think like I was just like, oh man, you know, with with COVID and whatever, you know, they must be down, you know, some staff and whatnot. I, well, yeah, but I, I wonder if something like that that's in like a bulk bin, if you were allowed to have like your bulk bins where people could go in and just like grab, or if it had to be individually, it had to be in packages or something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying they to did. come up with something because there is. I mean, with some of these crazy restrictions, right? You know, maybe they might have came out and said you had to disinfect every single jig head and put yep. them in, you know, packs of ten or something like that. Yeah, I. I mean, I can't say that anything like when I was at Shields that anything felt or looked or that there was any signs that were any different than normal. Right. You could truly walk into Shields and you would never know, aside from a few people wearing masks. That uh, anything was really different than than normal, but uh, yeah, you go and try to find an eighth ounce jig head. I got a couple eighth ounce jig heads, but they were the Shields brand, unpainted, and you know, definitely not something that I would have normally picked out. But that's that's what they had. Right. So I bought two of them, two packs of five or six or ten or whatever, and that's what they had. Like I I cleared, cleared them out, out of the, the last eighth ounce jig heads. Yeah, and yeah, they didn't they didn't have any more. So yeah, I don't know. It, but it, it's a cool pro. It's a cool thing. I mean, it's awesome. More people are getting out there, and you know, for a lot of people, they're getting reintroduced into it. They might have been out of it for a while, and they're getting back into it. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of cool to see a lot of the younger kids getting into it again now too. So well, you know, and that that kind of brings me to one of my next points. Uh, I've I've been seeing a few of these YouTube videos here a while back. And uh, a lot of people are starting to do these do-it molds. Yep. And, and I'm sure that you've looked Making at them. their own. And uh, so what they're doing is they're taking their old plastics, you know, after you catch a couple bass on them or, or you know, catch whatever species you're after. And then you kind of lump them into color categories, you know, the light colors, the, you know, the green colors, the blue colors, whatever. And uh, you put like this plastisol uh, liquid on it. You put it in the microwave. You melt it down. You stir it up, whatever. And you kind of syringe it out, and you you put it into this mold, and and right. give it twenty seconds, and bam! All of a sudden, you've got plastics. So, I, we've got all I've got all these plastics that uh, that I've used so far this year, and I'm starting to actually collect them now. You know, gonna keep them before I just always threw them in the trash can, and that was that. But I'm gonna start collecting them because those do it molds are not that expensive, right. and I don't know. I just think it'd be cool, even if it's just worms. You know, five five six inch Senko, you know, whatever, yeah. but I don't know, to go out there and catch a fish on a bait that you actually poured. Hey, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it is cool. I can remember my dad always used to have, I think he still has a bunch of sinker molds. He might yep. have some jig head molds too. And I can always remember, you know, doing that with him, pouring well, a bunch of egg sinkers, doing that. So really melting yeah. down the lead. Our buddy Colton Buss has just recently started into it. He got a bunch of lead and he's starting to do it now, um, you know, making lead head jigs and, and everything else. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I, not, not for the money saving aspect, but just, just for the, heck yeah, yourself. let's freaking do it. Right. Like, you know, I pa don't know. Paul Mueller, 
one of the Bass Elite guys does a lot of that. He's sponsored by Do It Molds, I think. Oh, okay. He, but he's always putting on his like Instagram stuff, all these ones that he's poured, the jig heads, the, the plastics from Do It Molds and stuff like that. And I even know some people that have come up and like have designed their own plastic, like their, cre- their own like creature bait or something like that, and then went to like a CNC shop and had them mill a you know mold forum and everything like that so i know a guy who's i know you do that's why i kind of said that so (laughs) i'm thinking about this right now you come up some crazy stuff and make your own mold not me personally but i've got a i've got a brother who i don't even know if i've ever mentioned on this show before i think we've have we talked about eric before yeah but you go ahead and mention him my well my brother eric is just a bang-up machinist uh, he, he's good. He, he's really good. He can make duck calls and he yep. can make all sorts of stuff. And I mean, he does it for his job with, with steel, but I mean, I think he loves to throw some plastic stuff in there and kind of just screw around with it. And I'm going to pick his brain. I've been trying to get him to make me a cannon. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, where yeah. did this, what you need a cannon? That's the last thing you need is a cannon. You've seen him shoot that cannon out in the black Hills. Haven't you? At the pizza place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. No, you haven't? I haven't? Uh-uh. Well, there's this pizza place out there, and I probably should keep this halfway under the radar, but a pizza place out there where this dude shoots off this golf ball cannon, and, I mean, he freaking rips them out there, like, <laughs> pours a pours an ounce of uh, uh, black powder down this cannon, throws a golf ball, you know, pounds a golf ball in there, and yep. he sits there with a cigarette kind of half in his mouth, and he kind of looks around, and he's like, all right, guys, you guys better get over here because this is going to be awesome, and then he says something like, uh, all right, fire in the hole, and boom, all of a sudden that freaking golf ball goes ripping. I, I got to tell you this story. So one of the first times we were doing this, and he shoots it like right over top of these cattle that are out in this pasture, and we're like, Craig, you know, like, not Craig Oiler, not Craig Oiler, so don't you be going. It's not him. It's a totally different dude that owns a pizza joint. But uh, we're like, you worried about, you know, them cattle, scaring them cattle or shooting them cattle? And he looks over at us, and I'm going to swear here, so if you've got young ears, cover him up but he's got a cig halfway out of his mouth and he looks at us and he goes i don't really give a fuck <laughs> that's what he said i was like oh my god like he was from minneapolis and apparently he had a big corporate job and just said piss on life and moved out to the black hill started a pizza place and just blasts off this cannon and sips toddies all day long i don't know it's badass but uh yeah, whatever. Oh, so I've been trying to get him to make me a similar cannon, and he's worried about legal issues and whatnot. And so I don't know. He just wow. for being a good machinist, he needs to he needs to really explore that explore you'll that have, territory. But it, you'll but, have to look into that. Start designing your own type of. Yeah, we kind of got thing. off subject there. Sorry about that, guys. The last five minutes, kind of, oh, we were no. talking more about cannons than fishing. But that's all right. That's all right because we can talk about whatever the frick we want on this place. That would be cool though if you you want to come up with a design. I think that'd be cool to come up with your own design for a bait. Okay, and Matt. Pour it and then I'm going to ask you a question right now. Right now. Sorry for cutting you off, but I got to ask Do you it. a question. If ask. you were going to make a bait right now, what 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 would you kind of like? Would you make some sort of creature bait? Probably. What would you call it? Ooh. Um. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I just had the name come to my head. And honestly, I did not even think about this. Cause what, what would what would yours be? Mine would be the Exterminator. The Exterminator spelt with... Kind spelled of like with Stermin, my last name. 
Exterminator. Now you're just talking the bait itself, not like the bait company. Exterminator bait Bates. company? That would be kind of cool. Would. I'd sell shirts. Right. Well, yeah, I know you'd sell shirts. That'd be You'd have shirts before you had baits. <laughs> That's key. <laughs> that is key. <laughs> got to get you it gotta out there. got to market before. it before you got it. That's oh, the key. Mine? I don't... Uh, name for a bait. Um, I don't know. I just can't... I, can't come up with it, huh? Mm-mm. Maybe like a 12-inch worm and call it the Diggler. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. The, yeah. Only problem is it never hit the water because it'd be in your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You're all moving, constantly. You're moving going, right you're along f- today, man. guys. Moving right along. Golly. This good thing this might not, be the good thing this show isn't on a tra- we're not this, recording this in a train because man we'd be off the tracks no kidding this is probably the only podcast we've ever recorded that i might have to worry about putting a parental advisory <laughs> on Jesus. we look kind of cool like nwa that would be sweet or something like that i'd put so, that on a shirt yeah oh, parental yeah. advisory don't be listening to this podcast around your grandma or young kids <laughs> that's what i would say but uh no, yeah, so do it mold. Sorry, God dang it. Like I'm just I'm just kind of all over the place today. But yeah, I've been really wanting to do this whole do it molds deal and uh, you know, kinda kinda come up with my custom bait. And you know, I had mentioned it earlier in the show that uh, I got onto this Facebook page. So I'm gonna let you guys in on this Facebook page. It's called Bass Baits Barter and Buy. That's a mouthful. Bass Baits Barter and Buy. Bad. <laughs> Bass baits barter and buy, and if this thing doesn't cause me a divorce, I don't know what will. We're probably going to stick together, because I'm telling you what, like, I just, the first thing I did, I got on this page, and I'm like, hey, you know, this is freaking cool, and all of a sudden, this here crankbait that's right in front of us here, I'm going to grab it, I don't even know what it is, it's still in the package, because it's just so pretty, I'm never going to throw it, and, uh, yeah, it started off and and it was a it's an auction. So all these auctions, there there's some people that just sell stuff outright, but there's all these auctions and uh, it started at like four dollars and uh, like four dollars shipping and uh, I'm like that's mine, like that's mine. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get it. And so I started bidding and I probably put the four dollar bid in and then I put the six dollar bid in and then the eight and then the ten and then the twelve and then the fourteen and then the sixteen and then the eighteen and then the twenty and then the twenty. And you just kinda blacked out next thing you know. (laughs) Next thing you know, the auction is done and over twenty five dollars later for a single bait and uh I won. (laughs) And it wasn't even a musky bait. I don't know who the other guy was, but he was probably like, Who is this knucklehead? She was probably it's a it's a lady who made it and she She's on she's on YouTube and she her deal is Jekyll Bait Company, but it's J E K Y L L. Like I think that's maybe how they do like Jekyll and Hyde. I don't Something even like know. That. But uh, Jekyll Bait Company. She's on YouTube and she paints a bunch of baits and just like way crazy cool custom stuff or whatever. But uh, I just had to have it. I had to have it. I saw it and I needed it. And uh, then I bought those Ned Head deals and then I bought those football head jigs and. And I got some other stuff. <laughs> you got some other things. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, I just, I, I really like that site, and uh, 
the cool thing about that about that is like if these people make these things themselves and doing this custom work and stuff like that, it, it's kind of like supporting a small right, like small. an ind- independent person doing this stuff instead of just always the box, the big chains and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So I don't know. I just I think it's really cool if you guys are listening and you guys are into custom baits and and or just cool baits in general. Cool, maybe yeah, cool. maybe you see some cool things on there. Yeah, and like people, you know, some people like uh, sell some old uh, older antique style baits you know that they're not selling in stores anymore like you know just a just a lot of really wild stuff right or if you got like a bunch of old stuff laying around just kind of paint it up and look at make it look kind of halfway cool and i guarantee you scott will buy it on there probably (laughs) probably (laughs) you can can make some money yeah (laughs) just kick me in the nuts and send me the bait yeah so yeah i don't know i think it's cool I, I got a question for you, Matt. Yeah. What's the dollar amount that you did? Did I ask you this already? What the dollar amount is like where you no longer going to throw it? Right. I we talked. Did we about, talk about this? I don't think we talked about it on the show though. I think we talked that about that between you and me. And okay. I, I, you know, anything over that ten dollar mark is when I start to like cringe anymore. I mean, I can when I first started working when I worked at a tackle store for a while, it was. It didn't seem like they were that expensive. I started to see them get to that, like, years ago, a $10 crankbait. It'd be like, a $10 crankbait? Well, I ain't freaking kidding. It's like, right. I ain't paying no $10 for a crankbait. And then uh, now, all of a sudden, it's like any any Rapala is in that 7 to $8 range the way it is. Right. And then, you know, now I, I just, I don't know, like the $15 jackhammers, everybody's just, just all oh, the jackhammers, all oh, the jackhammers. I don't know. I've had, a, I've had just... I've had a ton of success on just the regular chatterbait for $5 or when you find them on a clearance rack for like $3 or something like right. that. It, I've had tons of success with that thing. So it's hard to like just so like if a northern bites you off, you're just like, well, okay, that happens. I A $15, I think what a lot of, I've seen a lot of these people online saying, oh yeah, I just saved my, I just saved my jackhammer for tournaments and stuff like that. It's just like. So what is the point of that? It's like, okay, it's like good for you. So then why are you spending the 15 bucks? Why don't you just go get the, the, the cheaper version of it that works just as good? Yeah. The components might be a little different, but you know what? Are they? Are they? I've never had the component fail on just the regular original chatterbait. Z-Man chatterbait. Right. Right. You know, you can get, there's like different versions. They bump it up a little bit and. The, the ones for like $5 are just, I mean, they're solid components and everything like that. You just got to check it out like anything. To me, I'm going to have a line failure failure before I have like the clevis or the clip on the, the bait. So anyways, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's still hard to buy anything over the $10 mark. mark. Right. You know, like I was in musky fit. I got into the musky bug for a few years there and I still have a tackle box full of musky lures. So, so there it was like, ten dollar a ten dollar bait it's just like holy buckets that's cheap it's like it's like it's like okay um so there i got used to spending you know in that 15 to 20 dollar range i might i think the most expensive one i ever bought was probably about 20 in between 25 to 30 dollars but you know and i got into that point so then i was doing that and the one day it just hit me like man i'm out here doing this thing i mean trying to catch this fish for I, it's a great day if i see one and i'm spending all this it's like just think about all the like other like walleye or bass tackle i could have bought 
just in that one bait right, right there. So, you know, yeah, those, that's why those musky guys are a different breed and stuff yep. like that. Uh, so, yeah. That, $10 is the threshold right. for you. How about you? Oh, I would say right there at $10, too. And, you know, even, you know, if I've, if I th- if I've got, like, you know, say the Z-Man Chatterbait, four ninety nine, whatever they are. Uh, if I cast that bugger out right when I got a brand new one on and I'm feeling good, like, holy moly, and a northern comes up and, and bites me off first cast. I'm probably going to be pissed off enough to pert near throw my rod. Right. You know, like, but if I've already caught, you know, a dozen fish on that, you know, and fished a day on it, then it's like, all right, you know, like I can live with myself. If I've got a $15 bait on <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I better, I better be able to fish with that thing for, for days, weeks, months, like it better, like right. When I bring it out right now, I better have fished all last year on that bait and, and, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. You know, I just can't. My my thoughts on something like that is if I'm afraid to throw it and lose it because it's too expensive, then it's too expensive. Then I'm not, then, then why buy it? Right. You know, if that's what I'm worried about. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I don't know the, what, what, what on a $20 bait, what on that, I mean, I'm in manufacturing. I, I deal with manufacturing. I, in my current job right now in the manufacturing world, I purchase, you know, stuff every day, manufacturing components, uh, you know, everything from nuts and bolts and whatever to, you know, electrical transformers and whatever. I know, I know 100% that the components that are in the jackhammer are not truly ten dollars more expensive right. you know and i get that everyone's got a margin margin you know whether it be a 40 percent 50 percent you know 120 percent whatever but i mean there's just no way they're buying these hooks in bulk they're buying these you know swivels in bulk they're buying you know the blades in bulk yeah. and i mean you're, then, you're throwing the same thing on there i'll guarantee you that jackhammer did not cost them more than one dollar more to, to make right and is what i'm saying and, and then you, you get it in the right person's hands they go out and win a tournament and then boom right it's just and i mean and that's, then, that's marketing and, then, and it is it's, and it's all marketing and then and then people then people are like willing to drop it like that like it's not a big like i gotta have five of them you know so and so won the classic on it hank cherry was throwing it at the classic this year the jackhammer that orange crawl yep yep jackhammer well, I'm sure they sold out. I mean, yeah, they did. You couldn't find it. You know, people were just, oh, I got, you know, like I, I got this. And, and and that's good. That's good. Whatever. But then like you jump up like to mag drafts and like all this, all stuff. the big swim. And, baits and, and then all of a sudden, like you're in the 30, 40, 50 dollar range. Right. And, you know, it's like, holy Toledo. Uh, and like, people will just people spend it. I think with like those big swim baits and stuff like that, when you're talking about the the plastic, a lot of those are like hand poured. And, you know, so somebody's actually pouring that one, putting in time. It's just like a custom painted bait. I mean, it might, this might be, we'll just say, uh, shad wrap. You know, it might be a number seven shad wrap where you could go buy it off the shelf for seven bucks. But then somebody sat down and painted a, you know, put right, a custom right. paint job on there. Something that's going to be a little bit more durable than just a regular paint job. So then you're going to pay that extra money. For, you know, okay, that I like that. I've had success with that. So you're going to pay that money. And I think like with those big expensive swim baits, that's kind of how that goes. And it, so, so let me ask you a question here, Matt. So this is in the bass fishing world. You know, bass fishing world is, you know, the whopper ploppers and, you know, right. the, the jackhammers and whatnot. 
when you when you cross over to the walleye world is there any bait in the walleye world that's just insanely expensive the the crazy thing that i've noticed about the walleye guys compared to like bass guys their mentality is you know the bass guys will go in and they'll be like oh you know i need like with a jackhammer i'm gonna get like four or five of those jackhammers the walleye guys like when it comes to crankbaits they're pulling every they're i want that color it's that color they'll go up to the shelf and take every single one of those that you have because that's what they catch them on and that's what that's the one they that's want. it right i've seen that before when i worked up at shields guys would come in i think it was like the pearl white shad wrap there for a while it was so hard to get guys would come in there and just be like grab all like do you have any more of these in the back they would buy like 20 how many do you want just sir? that all of them it, it was i had yeah. that a few times Brennan Lockwood like, and right <laughs> i mean and that's just that's kind of like what i see with the you know and sometimes these baits like they get discontinued or they get changed in the mag the manufacturing process i mean you right. look at in the bass world the uh the wiggle warts yep yep you know the wiggle warts people oh, yeah the people, original wiggle people warts, are baby. always just like i mean somebody finds those and they're expensive yeah like, it's like 50 dollars. and then it's just like and then when people are like you know there's people like well this is how you tell if it's the wiggle war and people are like what's well, a wiggle war it's a wiggle war no back in like 1995 they switched companies and they started right do a little different component and they don't work near as good you know so yep. it's just kind of and you see it in in companies too it's just like like oh this this shad wrap isn't as good as when they made it back in 2005 you know it, it, it's just yeah it, it's crazy how all that works i have like i said it seems like they'll just come in there with rapalas or, or just a crankbait and stuff like that uh, whether it be tail dancers you know salmo hornets and stuff see like in my mind right here uh, where we live here in Northwest Iowa, real close to uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, whatever. When I think of like the rich guys around here, I think of a guy running a brand new Ranger boat, being a walleye fisherman that goes to the river every weekend. Right. Like it, that's in my mind, like what I think of like the the guys who would really be spending the money on the on uh, fishing, and uh, you know, decked out in all the best gear, whatever. You know, going up to Shields and just dropping, you know stacks upon stacks but like i don't see the, like i think if they would walk up there like you said you know if they saw a bait for 15 bucks they'd be like oh yeah the hike well they, they, oh yeah i i encountered people like that in all all aspects of fishing you know that are you know they got all this expensive equipment but and all this expensive stuff but it's just like i ain't gonna spend that much on a lure right <laughs> it's like can you, you, gotta, you got a hundred thousand dollars hooked up behind your freaking right sixty thousand dollar truck and you don't you're mad at me because this crankbait is eight bucks right and it right. used to be six bucks it's yeah. just like <laughs> or they go nuts when you get the whole buy three and you get one free and it's just like they are they go nuts with that stuff yep so so then think about this like do you think that uh cables or stands or anyone up at okaboji would anyone spend five dollars for a bluegill bait? No. Would they spend three dollars? I, I guess like might, ice fishing jigs, ice fishing jigs. Right. Yep. Ice, I, I, I mean, I've, I've when you're it. talking yep. about jigs and stuff like that, those. But yeah, five dollars is is got to be the cutoff. Right. I mean, you like, know, you get some of them little like crappy crankbaits that people use. They're, right. They always push about five bucks. 
I just, you, you know, you think about it. Like, like each I mean, species has their threshold of how much you're going to spend on a bait. And, and, it, and you're going to have some people that aren't going to be afraid to spend, aren't going to blink an eye about spending $100 on a bass swim bait. You're going to have guys that aren't going to blink an eye about buying, you know, a $20 custom painted crankbait, like 10 of them, because I was up on Lake Oahe one year and that's the only thing that thing yep, outproduces right. that thing Once outproduces you, this if and you stuff have confidence like that, in it you'll pay right. what like i yeah. mean you know we I, I know what you like and you know what i like to throw like when we're out bass fishing and you know i guess that's something if if i could not get that bait any cheaper you know if 15 dollars was the price of that bait right i guess i'm just gonna pay it because like i've got so much would i occasionally start dabbling into some other stuff to try to find a different confidence bait that only costs three dollars well yeah of course but and you have that too when you walk into the one like you're up on a trip somewhere and you walk into a tackle store and it's just like well, usually i buy these for like four dollars down here and there but they're here and they're five dollars but you know that's the one i want that's yep. what that's what yep. i use you know so i'll spend that extra money on it whereas it's like well, I don't know. It's not. I'm you know, gonna... last year when we went up to Canada, uh, you know, there's the there's the original Daredevil spoons. Yeah. You know, what what do they call it? The the five of diamonds. Five of diamonds, and you know, there's the I don't know this this one that's right up there on that uh, northern mount. Uh, oh, that uh, red the, eye, the silver with the red eyes. You know, like I mean, there's the yeah. there's the you know, and then the white and red one you know whatever right. and then shields had their their own oh, brand or whatever right. yeah. and uh so we bought a bunch of those because i mean heck they're half the price or whatever and uh when we were up there and we were throwing that stuff grady threw a shields brand you know quite a bit or whatever and and i threw that one that actually that uh red eye one that actually came out of my grandpa's tackle box and uh i i just that's where my confidence was and yeah. and you know it was kind of one of those deals where it was like man you know like if we're gonna you know, if you're going to spend thousands of dollars to get up here on this, on this trip, you know, give yourself the best chance. But it's like, am I really giving myself the best chance? Like what, you know, Shields can, I mean, they obviously, whoever's manufacturing their jigs took that, you know, took the daredevil spoon in, figured exactly the curvature of, you know, that spoon or right. whatever. And their manufacturer made it in the, in the exact same way. They probably make, got made in the exact same factory over in China, but you know, but like they, I, I, they yeah. might wobble a little different. Just a little different. There's That's what I'm saying. Just a little wobble. So I can't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. You, you know, it's like going in, yeah, they have a bin of cheap crankbaits that are like three bucks. Yep. And it's just like, well, you know, they're not, you know, you start getting into the crankbaits. Some of them are made of balsa wood. Some of them are plastic. Some of this, some of that and stuff like that. So, yep. And some of them people, they're, it's just stuff that people have bought and painted up and did it they there's no testing on it right like, you right. know you like get over to like these like all those big bait like berkeley you know we had dan on here and he talked about taking years to design this bait yeah. to get it to run right and yep. to get it to run true and just yeah if it wobbled just a little bit wrong when when you've got right. that mech, that much technology figuring it out i mean yeah i guess you just figure right. it out but there's a lot of science that goes into a bait to make it easier for us yep it's kind of like a podcast. There's a lot of science that goes into a podcast to makes it easy to listen to. And me all, and Matt are not scientists. All the last few days, I've been waiting for you to call me. You've been waiting for me to call you? Yes. To tell you, to tell me that we have signed on a deal like Joe Rogan did. 
Did you see that? A hundred million dollars? Did Kayla Montag text you? Mm-mm. That's who he, he texted me. I just saw it online. Joe Rogan Podcast, which is, is the first biggest podcast. Second place goes to Midwest Angler Podcast out of Rock Rapids, Iowa. Pretty uh, cool dudes. Yeah. And third place is like, you know, probably Ellen DeGeneres or, you know, something like that. But, you know, those are the three heavyweights in the podcast world. But Joe Rogan Podcast sold the exclusive rights to his podcast to Spotify for $100 million. <laughs> Holy moly. So if there's, uh, you know, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, you know, SoundCloud, whatever, out there and uh, listening, we, we are interested in negotiating uh, the exclusive rights to the Midwest Angler podcast. We could probably do it for a large pizza and... Uh, well, we could, I mean, we could bump down if, even for like a title sponsor, like if Dan Hogue from Cold Snap Outdoors wanted to give us like a million dollars, we'd take that. Yeah, yeah. To be the title sponsor of the show. And it'd be a drop in the bucket, really. Right, a million dollars. I mean, that ain't much. No, I no. Mean, that's not much to ask Because I'm going to spend mine on whopper ploppers and, and big, expensive crankbaits. Yeah. I don't even throw crankbaits, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I... We're going to ask a million, but like I said, we'll probably settle for a Fiesta Brava... Um, Fiesta Brava, Fajita Hawaiian, uh, one large pizza, and probably a case of home crafted home. Yeah, Casey's donuts and some root beer, <laughs> and yeah, basically that that might be. I mean, it doesn't take much to buy us. Yeah, you got to meet in the middle. You got to meet in the middle on uh, on stuff like that. But uh, no, hey, I guess good job on the fish tip Friday. Did you like that? That was an awesome one. That was I, It's I just something sh- you don't think of. I shot that one so, from the hip. It's so simple and easy. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys check out our check out our fish, fish tip, tip Friday. Friday. Yeah. Fishing tip Fridays. Uh, every Friday morning we are dropping a tip. Uh, you know, a lot of organization and whatnot. That's that's basically the only thing that we've dipped on so far is organization. Uh, you know, a rod storage system, a hook storage system in your tackle box, and Matt had a uh, tackle storage uh, when you want to be lightweight and mobile. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we've done so far. We've got a couple other things. I uh, I got onto a website and I just found the mother load of awesome fishing tips. And okay. so we're I didn't just know where you're going on when you got onto a website. So oh, jeez, be careful there. Yeah, we don't even want to. The see show your is already R rated. So yeah, your search history with a garbage can full of Kleenexes or something. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this is bad. All right. Feel, feel good story. Feel good story. My feel good story is my coworker, Bailey DeBoer. Uh, recently, I think it was last week, he texted me one night. He said, Scotty, I'm at Walmart. Would a $68 fishing rod be good? And I said, it sure would. Better get her bought. And, uh. He sent me pictures the last three nights of him holding bass. That's awesome. He's getting out there. Bailey, I, he was in my class. He he caught a lot of fish when we go down there. Yep. He, uh, you know, I, I don't know that either of Bailey's parents fish or whatever, but uh, I think he just kind of realized he was. He came into me today and was talking about chatterbaits. He said yeah. he ran into somebody at the place they were fishing last night that was throwing chatterbaits. What do I know about chatterbaits? I said, well, I really well, like chatterbaits. Well, how much time do you have? Yeah, how much time do you got? And it's going to cost 10 bucks to uh, uh, get all your chatterbait secrets. Yep, exactly. Yours. Mine. I want to give a shout out to uh, our, our buddy, Big Leaker. Big League buddy signer. Big League buddy. The trash picker upper. Yep. 
picking up trash along the river. Thanks for doing that, buddy. I got another one. My my neighbor. No, you, you keep, proceed. So, well, no, I just thought it was pretty cool that yeah. he posted it on there and about, you know, just a reminder to pick up your trash when you come in there. I mean, we all need to do it. I mean, a lot of times a lot of us can complain about all the trash, but then we just walk right by it. Yep. And, that, I mean, that makes us just as bad as the person that threw it out there. Right. I mean, right. pick it up if you see it. I did see Buddy say something like he was going to scissor kick guy in the oh, back yeah. of the head if he oh, found yeah. it he was and kind of i was like i always thought he's kind of this calm cool collective guy but man he he's a big leaguer he, he was gonna straight just up big come leaguer. up with a big old big league boot to the brain on yep. that one my my uh neighbor uh jeremy k his son drew who we've talked about jeremy k and drew on the show before the other day me and jeremy were down at the river fishing little dam and uh, catching a couple smallies, and uh, Drew made it his mission that he was just going to truck up and down the bank all over and pick up all the fishing line, and he did. He That's got awesome. a heck of a he got a heck of a deal. Drew's got to be I don't know how old Drew five six. He he's going to be a first grader next. He's going to be first grade. Yeah, well he's got a he's got a bright future in the fishing world. I think probably future Bassmaster Classic champion. Uh, right. I figure Grady will probably take it in like. Uh, I don't know what year is it, 2020. Grady will probably take it like in 2032, 2033, and 2034, and then Drew will probably have it in like 2038, 2039, 2040. And, and the first and the first female one will probably be Addison. Addison Teasink, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had I had another feel good story there up at school the other day. Us teachers are kind of closing stuff down, preparing for what next year could look like, and. And Addison's teacher came up to me and she's like, I got a cool story for you. I was having one of our conferences, like video chats online with her. And I asked the kids like one of their favorite things that they did over this time was in her. She told her teacher that going out and fishing and then that she that she got talked about on the Midwest Angler on this podcast that Coach Dyche yeah. does and stuff like that. So heck yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. I was like, yeah, that's that's awesome. You bet. So shout out to Addison Teaslink. Shout out to Drew Clawson. Shout out to Bailey DeBoer and shout out to Big League Buddy Signer. And with that, we are going to call an end to episode 74. That is it. We will see you next week on episode 75. And I'm going to do a giveaway next week. Right. You heard it here first. A episode All 75, right. that's, a, that's a milestone. And I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to do a giveaway. I don't know what I'm going to give away, but I am going to be in Okaboji this weekend. And uh, I'll be somewhere near the uh, Berkeley outlet store. So I'm going to get something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to get something and we're going to have a giveaway next week. So stay tuned. See you next week. Later. Later.